We do our best here at The Take to bring you the most important stories from around the world. But a lot of the time, it isn't happy news. For this episode, as Muslims around the world celebrate the Eid holiday, we're doing something different. We're telling the surprising story of a newly minted Muslim hero. We hope you enjoy, and happy Eid. My name Zach Dahan, Z-A-C-K-D-A-H-H-A-N. Maybe you've heard of Zach. I was doing security cameras in New York City in one Avenue Street. Not because he's a security camera expert. Zach Dahan was in a nearby store. 21-year-old was installing a surveillance camera on a store. But because this New Jerseyan, Syrian Muslim, not necessarily in that order, spotted the alleged Brooklyn subway shooter and became an American hero. Zach Tahan spotted a face that he recognized. It was alleged shooter Frank James. He says he spotted James and flagged down police. This guy, this is the guy. And I see the police walking from over there. I thought the police, this is the guy. He did the problem in Brooklyn. This guy, you catch him, guys, catch him. And he catch him. Thank God we catch him. Thank you very much. We talked to Zach about what he did for his fellow citizens while fasting and what he's still asking for from his country to help reunite him with the family he left behind. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. So you live in New Jersey. I'm living in New Jersey. My family from Syria. That's Zach. Ada is me. Zakaria Tahan. And when he speaks English, his accent betrays a little bit of his history and the fact that English is just one of his languages. He also speaks Arabic. And Turkish. The Shakaradam, that is amazing. How old were you when you learned Turkish? 16 years, something like that. I left in Istanbul three years. I learned this language because in Syria was very dangerous for to go to school and Turkey was different thing. Zach escaped Syria for Turkey. And just a couple of years later, when he was 18, he moved back to the U.S. where he was born. I'm born in Brooklyn. I'm a citizen. That's Brooklyn, New York. The same borough where, not too long ago, in the middle of April and the middle of Ramadan, a subway car filled with commuters on their way to work was attacked. This video, shot by one of the passengers, showing the smoke beginning to fill the train car. A gunman set off a smoke bomb, then fired more than 30 rounds into the crowd. I saw people with blood all over their clothes. I saw people literally on top of each other, crowding over each other, trying to get out of the way, trying to not be seen. Ten people were shot. Dozens were injured. And as Zach watched it unfold over social media, he was heartbroken. I cannot believe in my eyes what's going on. This is very, very hard and I feel bad. Can you take me back to that day? How did you find out about it? Okay, so that's one... Long story, but I want to tell you about it. 
I was like watching Facebook. I have my Facebook and I see this video. I say, where? Like I want to try to think where, like, and right, like in Brooklyn subway and my head take me far away. When I see this thing, I think like about Syria, like happened in Syria, like now it happened in American. So you're watching it on Facebook and you're thinking of Syria. You're thinking this can't happen. What did you do? I was very, very upset, very upset from inside my heart. Nobody understand what they mean from inside the heart. When I see the kids like in Syria, I was feel it from inside the heart. I see it in my eyes, stole the memory like a lot in my head, a lot of yeah. memory. But here in America is safe and thank God the police is going to take care of this thing. So you're thinking well, the police will take care of it. You have said before that you couldn't sleep that night. Like I was two days out on sleep and I said that I just, I was, I cannot breathe. It was weighing on you, it was heavy. Actually, I was thinking a lot. When you was thinking a lot, you cannot sleep. I was thinking like a lot, a lot, like uh, what's happened here in Subway, in, in Syria. I was very upset when I was going to the work. When I was driving the van, I was thinking about them. That next day after the shooting, there was a manhunt on. The shooter still hadn't been caught. And Zach was driving to work with his friend and colleague, Muhammad Sheikh. Muhammad, he was next to me. And I told him, man, this guy, like, for real, we need to, like, try to help the police. I need to help the police. We need to get him. Like, maybe he's going to do one more thing. We don't know. The police sent out his photo yeah. to be on the lookout for this man. He's wanted. It is likely that someone out there listening to this is going to help lead us to that individual. You have a description of what they're wearing. You know the details. But this is the day we pull together as New Yorkers. When he sent it for everybody, his picture, and I see it, and I was looking in his face like five minutes. You're at work. You're with Muhammad. You're fasting because of Ramadan, but you're remembering this picture in your head. So walk me through what happened that day. It was on the corner, me and Muhammad and Francisco. Francisco Puebla is the manager at the shop where they were installing security cameras that day. And we was thinking where we want to put the position for the cameras. The accused shooter is Frank James, and reportedly he's eating in the McDonald's near the site where you're working on the security cameras. And one camera recorded me. When I see him, I was outside in the corner, and he was walking. Was he just walking down the street? Walking normal person. Like, he think he doesn't have heart. I don't know how the people think like this. Like, I was so confused. Like, nobody is going to believe, oh, if somebody who do problem, he's going to walk like normal person. He finished, I don't know what he was doing. And he was putting the mask like half like this. And... He have black bag, so I look in his face. And there was this moment, Zach says, where he was looking straight at James. But James didn't run. He didn't try to hide his face. He just coughed. He coughed. He coughed, and he looked in his face. Oh my God, like this face I seen before. I opened my phone and I told Muhammad, yo, this is the guy. He told me, yeah, this is the guy. And I'm sure every 100%. And I try to keep the people, like, keep space from him. Don't come be next to him. He's black, back, 
We don't know what he have inside. The, the kids is not gonna know. He walking like normal person. No, it's danger person. It's danger person. I don't know if he have guns or something like that. And I walk next to him. If he's gonna do something, I wanna jump on him, take the gun from him or something like that. Because wow. I have experience from this thing. Yeah, I do it. No problem. Because I wanna make sure the kids' safety. They walk. A lot of people walk over there, like one avenue street, a lot in Manhattan, like. And I see the car, the police stop in the traffic light and I ran to the police car and I told him, this is the guy or not. And police took look at me like this. Well, who? I told him, this is the guy, he shot in the subway, this is the guy. Did the police believe you when you ran up to them to say, this is the guy? My language was like strong, but I told him, oh, this is the guy he shot in the subway. This is the guy he shot in the subway. And I was doing in my hand like this. While we're talking... Zach's got his hand waving and his fingers pointed, forming the universal sign for gun. And in this case, it also meant shooter on the loose, arrest him. His words and gestures, maybe both, worked. He believed me and he ran and he got him. The police come and he rob him and the police take the black bag and put him in the car and they take the video and they show the police. If you've seen the videos of Zach's spontaneous press conference, you know how many journalists and onlookers surrounded New York's newest hero. A lot of us people come like, Zach, what's going on? Five, even six people deep, reporters were waving their cameras, smartphones, and microphones towards him. And after talking to him for just a few minutes, it's not hard to understand why. I told him the story. I speak mm-hmm. it from inside my heart. What I see, I have to, if you see something, say something. <laughs> yeah. So were you at all scared that maybe he did have something in his bag and he could shoot you, he could pull out a weapon and, and hurt you? For me, no problem, because I don't scare from this thing. I see a lot of things in my eyes to try to make New York safe and Manhattan safe, everybody safe, you know? Since that moment, you held an impromptu news conference on the sidewalk. I want to make sure of this guy for real, I run like this, like a gun. I go run you like have this. become famous. I was so confused, like, what's going on? <laughs> Guys, don't worry, I do my best. This is my country, I need to save American city. That's that's all, you know, the American, the New York, and everybody safe, and be safe, guys. And was the people, they both look me like this, think I'm, I am drugs, I'm fasting. Like, I was fasting yeah. this day. There's a funny video. After it all happened, you say, maybe people think I'm on drugs. I'm not. I'm fasting. Crazy, like, maybe think people I am on drugs, but I'm not. I'm fasting. And it went like, viral. I think most Muslims who saw it couldn't relate because we all feel a little loopy, a little out of it when we're fasting. I was not eating too much because when I hear about the story, you know. Ah, so that morning, you didn't really even eat. Just I drink like a uh, bottle of water and... I eat two tamar. I don't know what's slimming. Two dates, two dates, yeah. Before sunrise. All day. God, he gave me the energy, the real energy, because I was talking from inside my heart. This is something danger for the country. This is danger for the country. It's obvious how much Zach loves New York. I live in New Jersey, but it's not too far, like 10 minutes from New York. Every night I go to New York because over there, a lot of people... Times Square, like, this amazing, like a movie, you know, like, that's something amazing, American, everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he also acknowledges that the United States 
is not perfect. Here in America, a lot of people, not everybody think the Muslim, we are the bad person. We not like this. We try to help. If we see something bad, we need to talk about it. The Muslim teach me like this. Islam teach me like this. Any normal person like like me, if, like you, I don't know. Like if somebody hear me now, if he see what I see, he's going to do the same, I think. A lot of people wouldn't do the same, but I think that's what makes this story so incredible. And thank God I have thrown hard. A lot of people told me, yo, you don't scare, like, how you open next somebody danger guy? I told him, listen, like, I'm not scared, but I'm scared about the kids because the kid's going to see something like this in his eyes. So he's going to be a little bit like in trouble, like me, what I see in Syria. I don't need to body see what I see because I'm still thinking about it every day, every night. Now when I talk, I'm thinking about it. It's inside my heart, the memory. You grew up most of your life in Aleppo, is that right? Yeah. The city of Aleppo was one of the hardest hit by the war in Syria. Aleppo city is a war zone. Neighborhoods continue to be targeted and destroyed. In and around Aleppo, streets are strewn with bodies following each strike. For years, it was a target of air attacks, bombings, even attacks with chemical weapons, and allegedly white phosphorus, a gas that smokes and burns the skin. Every day before this situation happened to me, I was thinking a lot about what I see in my eyes when I was 13, 14 years old. Like I see the kids, they die like maybe like three years old. I take him in my hand. I put him in the blanket. I see one girl. She doesn't have legs, like cut his legs and from when the house fall down. So I was trying to help. And I got sick one week when I see this, like I was, I don't eat anything. Like my eyes was yellow. Something I cannot, you cannot believe it. Like you cannot believe it. Like, but it's okay. Thank God I am here in America you know, here in American safety. And, but I'm still worried about my family still, still in Turkey. There are more than six and a half million Syrian refugees around the world right now. People who, like Zach, fled Syria because of the war there. The vast majority aren't as fortunate as he is, though. They don't have American citizenship to fall back on. According to the U.S. State Department, in 2016, the United States accepted more than 12,000 Syrian refugees. That was the most in one year. Last year, the U.S. accepted less than 2,000. Now I feel very well, but I feel bad now about my family because I don't need to my family be in trouble in Turkey. You have gotten thanks on Twitter from New York's Attorney General from the U.S. State Department. Those seem like people who could help you if you needed it. How do you feel about their gratitude and what would you like to hear from them? I want to say, like, thank you for everybody. Like, everybody tried to help me because I did my best. But I don't know if somebody's going to help me bring my family to USA. My sister, yeah. my brother. I have my small brother. I have my mom, my father, you know, all my family. I need my family with me. So I feel much better. I need help 
I need help to bring my family to USA because I'm here alone when I was 18 years old I'm still alone here and now I'm 21 22 I'm still alone I need my family There was a $50,000 reward for finding the alleged shooter split amongst five people and Zach's been shaking a lot of hands these days. Individuals were involved in pointing out the suspect to the officers when they arrived on the scene, Mr. Sheikh Mohammed. I understand that you met with the mayor of New York, Eric Adams. And Mr. Zach Tahan. Yeah, I met with the mayor. He told me, Zach, like you get him yourself. Like I get him by myself. Because <laughs> he see me like tall and strong. He told me you get him by yourself, man. <laughs> so you could have done the arrest yourself. Yeah, I told him I wish, you know, like because I like to work something like that. But I'm not police, but I try to help if I see something bad. I wish if I be like something like that. If I work with the mayors or with the city, I help the city, like do anything, like police, firefighter, anything, like help this country, you know? So is there anything that you want to happen now? I'm ready for anything for the city, you know? Like anything for the city. Last question, Zach. Do you have a message for people in New York, for people in the United States? I want to say, like, guys, please... Just if you see something, say something. And don't worry. The American is safe. Everybody is safe. And be safe, guys. Thank you so much. And I, you want to told me, guys, thank you. I appreciate that. I do my best. That's all. Zach, Eid Wabarak, happy Eid. Thank you so much for spending your time to talk to me about this story. Thank you, Eid Mubarak, Jamia. Inshallah for everybody. Eid Mubarak for everybody. And thank you so much, guys. Thank God. Thank you, guys. Everyone should be cheering them. Zach, 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 Zach. Yeah! And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Amy Walters, with Ruby Zeman, Nagin Oliai, Ney Alvarez, Alexandra Locke, and me, Malika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. And our engagement producers are Aya Al-Milek and Adam Abugad. Hit us up online or follow along with us on Instagram or Twitter. We're at AJE Podcasts. You can also meet Zach there. We'll be posting a clip of our conversation with him. And if you're celebrating, Eid Mubarak to you and your family too. We'll be back. <laughs>